It's time for the Rich Life Retirement Show, brought to you by retirement professional and Wall Street Journal best-selling author, Bo Henderson. This is the one place committed to helping you navigate all aspects of a successful, meaningful, and fulfilling retirement. Let's get started. Here's Bo Henderson and Bill Maine. How do you define success? Is it earning a certain return on your investments, or does it mean that you've achieved your goals? Are your children or grandchildren mature enough to properly manage whatever money you decide to leave for them? And we'll talk about the differences between playing the market and playing poker. Some folks think they're the same thing, but we're going we're gonna to get you the distinctions. First, though, I want you to take a moment and imagine what would it be like if you didn't have to go back to work on Monday or Tuesday or any other day ever again. Think about that. Five seconds. Okay. Hold on to that feeling. And now we're going to move from feelings to actually what it's going to take. We'll get into the nitty gritty here in just a second. But first, I want to say howdy, howdy, Bo Henderson. Good to be back with you again today. How are you? Hey, Bill, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited about the show. But I'm also excited that right after the show, we're going to see some football. The Falcons are going to kick going off. Going to kick off, taking on the Seahawks. That's right. We'll have it for you right here on the air, too. So in my world, talk retirement, watch some football. It just doesn't <laughs> get much better than that. Your day and your life this week is complete. That's for it's a sure. a good day. Now, you've been out and about yourself. You've been uh, doing some more of those workshops. How has that been going? Yeah, this week, we actually were focused on Social Security optimization, okay. make, mm-hmm. getting the most money we're entitled to from Social Security. And we had workshops Tuesday, Thursday, and this morning at the Gainesville Civic Center. Okay, so you've already been out there. So the good news is we were back to full capacity crowds. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Very okay. encouraged. People are ready to get out. They're ready to get on with their lives. And it was, and they care about this stuff, obviously. Yeah. But it was very encouraging. This is the second month we've actually had venues open back up to see people, hey, I'm ready to, to move on with some of this. Sure, and, it's, and, and some of the stuff that, that you go over, it, it really is timely, especially if they're closing in on the time when it's best for them to to take the Social Security or to retire, those sorts of things, and continuing to put it off, as the government's fond of doing, kicking the can down the road, doesn't benefit anybody. Yeah, we want to have a plan going into it. Too many people just make a choice kind of by emotion or thinking, hey, that, that sounds good to me. We want to mathematically see, how does this play out if I choose option A versus B versus C? And I'll tell you, every time we do these workshops, Bill, we find tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars available that uh, we wouldn't normally know unless we knew the rules. Right. So that's what we do. We want to make sure people have the rules to be able to make the best decision possible. And we talked about that. The average family in this country leaves $111,000 of Social Security benefit on the table. Wow. That, that's real money for a lot that's of for most people. No, that, that's, that's big stuff right there. That really is. Now, if, real fast, uh, do you have any more on the horizon? Or, and, and when you do, how do we find out? And Do we have to sign up in advance? Well, so always go to richlifeadvisors.com and you'll see events. But I can tell you, in Pinckneyville Community Center, we're going to go south a little bit to Gwinnett County. Okay. And we do have another workshop. This is going to be taxes and retirement. Your favorite. Topic, My favorite. Right? That's right. Exactly. We're yeah. going to do that uh, <laughs> September 29th and October 1st at 6.30 p.m. at Pinckneyville. Okay. Very good. And we'll we'll keep folks reminding of that as we go through the next couple of weeks. And uh, again, you can get it on the website as well. But right now, let's get back to what we started with. What would you be willing to sacrifice in exchange for retiring 10 years sooner than you planned? Now, according to a new finance buzz survey, a third, 32% of Americans would give up shopping for two years. A fourth would agree to quarantine for an additional six (laughs) months. I guess they're used to it now. And 8% would even give up the family pet. What? That's now I, I could never agree to that. What does it take to be able to retire early? That is the question that is uppermost on the minds of a lot of people right now because a lot of them are seeing 
either my job may be going away or I'm just tired of doing this. You know, and I saw more stats. Let me talk about 27% said they would take on a second, maybe even a third job if I could retire 10 years earlier. Okay. 25%, a quarter said they'd downgrade to a smaller home, less expense. 23% said they'd be willing to go forgo coffee or alcohol. Oh, I might have a hard time with that one. <laughs> I was right? going to say, they, I'd like to see if they're going to hold true to that. All right, 13% said I would keep a job I hated if I got out 10 years earlier. I can, I actually can see that. All right, I if, can if, see it got, that, yeah. if there was a payoff. Sure, yeah. And 11% said they would give up TV, movies, and books. Hmm. Eh, I'd have yeah. a hard time with that, too. So here's the thing. This is our old friend delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. These people are saying, this is what I would do. Would you really do it? They, and I think we know the answer to that is probably probably not. But I think the key, though, is just to realize there are things with some planning that you could. You could maybe knock a couple years off if that was the plan. Or like we talk about a lot of times, are there things we can do to put ourselves in the position to say, I'm in a position I can afford to retire and I can make that choice. I'm working because I choose to. And that's a powerful position to be in. Yeah. And rather than I have to, no one wants to feel like they're subjugated to it, like they're feeder to the fire all the time. And I think an important thing to, to bring up here, too, is there's things certainly most of us have expenses that are unnecessary that we don't necessarily realize are happening because right. it's just happening because yeah. there's money in the checking account. So there's things we can do. But also, I think a good thing we should mention is we need to balance that. We, we want to make sure we're enjoying that next 10, 20 years. Till we get there, because who knows what could happen. Sure. Yeah. Right. Again, and that's the two sides that you're pointing out of delayed gratification. Right. One, we want it right now when we want it, but sometimes, you know, we need to delay certain things, but other things we need to go ahead and enjoy. Right. And there's somewhere in the it's middle. It's balance. It's and, balance. And you, you know when you see those people, they're just hardcore. It's like, I'm going to eat ramen noodles, and yeah. I'm not going to spend a penny. And then, unfortunately, I see scenarios where they never make it to the retirement. And they just kind of live yeah. miserably. Yeah, exactly. They so didn't really enjoy ground. the life. Yeah, there's a middle ground. Yeah, if you're going to do the ramen noodles thing, I mean, I did that in college. Done. Fine. Got the right. T-shirt. I'm good. Well, and then the <laughs> other extreme, right, is you get to retirement and you just lived it up so much, there's not a, a dollar in the savings. Exactly. And there is no retirement. So we you need to find to that middle ground that, that's right for you and your family. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about getting to that point, because one of the vehicles folks use a lot of times is the stock market, obviously. And we've seen some really good days in in the past month in August. We've seen a, a few days where we've trended downward. But all, all in all, things have gone pretty well. They picked up pretty well. The question is, is it now a good time to take profit uh, if you wanted to do that if you're in the market? Okay, like so while the market's up, should we pull sure. off some gains? Yeah, is this the time where we take that? Yeah, and this goes back to strategy. And what we want to look at here is, do we need to pull profit for that income plan? Do we need to pull profit forward for money we'll need in the near future? And I, I define near future or the soon money by the next 10 years of retirement. Okay, because that was, that was my follow-up is, what do you what do you call near money? So, right. Okay. And so, so if we have money we know we're going to need for a paycheck or to fill an income gap, it makes sense to lock in that gain, pull it forward, and secure it, right? So that things outside of our control, like a bad market correction, doesn't throw off us being able to pay our bills. Sure, yeah, okay. But yeah. if you said, hey, this money's, a, this money's sit here and it can ride for 15 years, then we can keep it invested because the market over time does what it does best and it gets higher average returns. But it's not something I would trust for a paycheck next year necessarily. Right, right. You wouldn't want to do that. You want to be able to, if you're going to play the long game, that makes sense to leave it in. But if, you, if you're if you up right now and you really need it, right. you might want to go ahead and take profit. But from a strategic perspective, it is a good time to look at, is that bucket, that, that soon bucket, mm-hmm. that income plan in my, one, do I have an income plan in my retirement strategy? <laughs> We're assuming you do based on this conversation, right. but you're right, you got to start somewhere. And if, if I identify any gaps of income I'm going to need beyond any pensions, Social Security, uh, part-time work, any sources of income, 
that's a good good candidate to pull forward gains at this point. Bo Henderson, our Rich Life Advisor with us. Bill Main hanging out with him and learning every single time. And here you go, Bo. Throw this one at you. Yeah. CNBC says leaving a 401k behind in an old job is like putting money in a box under your bed and forgetting that it's there. But the idea of doing a rollover is somewhat intimidating to some people, and especially because if you do it the wrong way, you're going to actually be a loser, not a winner. So right. how do we approach something if somebody finds themselves in this position? Well, I like that, the way they said put it, putting money under the mattress, because I have had scenarios in certain um, professions, especially where they have typically have multiple transitions to different work workplaces. Sure. Where we'll find, uh, oh, there's a 401k I forgot about. Oh, there's actually two. <laughs> oh, wow. There's three. And, and that's kind of fun. But what happens a lot of times is you, it's not really being part of the strategy. It's right. just a loose piece out and there. And they're just sitting there not doing a whole, not performing right. like they could if you're actually still putting into them. Right. And they might actually be out of your strategy. Yeah. Might not be working within the context of what your plan is. Uh, so there's really three things we can do is you could roll an old 401k into a current 401k plan. Is there you any just, penalty on that one? No, not okay. if you, not if you roll it in or transfer. As long as you don't, as long as you don't touch it, right? Okay, uh, and you transfer it in. Why would you want to do that? Uh, some four hundred one ks you might have lower cost investment options in your current four hundred one k. You might have better options to choose from. Uh, some this isn't my favorite, but some do have a loan option in a four hundred one k, which would be a benefit in some cases to have that flexibility. Yeah. Uh, so that's one you could roll into your current four hundred one k. Uh, you could take a check. So this is what you're talking about, Bill. You could take a check in your hand made out to you, but this is where it gets a little scary. we got to make sure that by day 60, it's redeposited into either a 401k plan or a personal IRA. Oh, so you can touch it, but you can just for a short period of time, and all of it has to go. And you need a need a very good paper trail. Yeah. So yeah. anytime we I, do that. I'd rather just get someone uh, to roll it for me. A direct transfer is the safe route, because right. the other thing that comes up with a roll, the 60-day rollover is we can only do one a year. So you just don't want to mess up and unintentionally do two, and then that whole thing's taxable. And if you're under 50, 59 and a half, it's got a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Wow. Okay. Real quick, I know you said you're not crazy about the loan option, and Mm -hmm. I understand why. Right. Um, But sometimes you find yourself in life where you might need some ready money Mm -hmm. because you've had a problem. Maybe you're out of, you know, you've had a down, you've had a medical issue or whatever it might be. What is the, what is the penalty there? Is it just a straight loan at a certain percentage Mm -hmm. or are there, is there a tax penalty with it as well? No, so that, so you'd take a loan from your 401k assets or against your 401k. Say I took 50,000 out. Right. You'd take that out and then there would be a stated interest rate that would be accumulating as you pay that back. Okay. Okay. But what happens that we need to pay attention to when we take a loan, um, you're, at, you're really being taxed once when you take the loan, and then, then it goes back in, and you're being taxed again when it comes back out. So we okay. want to be, pay attention to that because it's, it's better than cashing it out permanently, but a lot of times what happens, unfortunately, Bill, is people take that loan, and it never gets paid back, and then it just gets closed up and, and taxed. You're, you're when, really stuck then. Right. Yeah. And plus, you've paid interest right. along with that, and you've lost investment value on top of that. So it's really you really have to have a special situation where you would need that, and there's no other option for Right. You. I mean, if, if the situation – you know, I had a scenario – uh, this year come up, uh, a fellow was got an early retirement package. Uh, the the nice way to say that, well, the, the yeah. straight way to say is he got laid off, right? Exactly. Yeah. He got a he got a great. And there are a lot of those unfortunately right. happening. And we need and he needed to utilize some four hundred one k assets for about three months, but he got another job that was a good job. Well, good. He started that back up, was able to pay off the loan and kind of reset things. So in scenarios, it works strategically in some cases. So it's just another option. Yeah, and something, but be, but be aware of all sides of that and. You know, I would not be aware. There's probably more that that we can get into right now. So, but that's what you guys do. Well, and the, the, my favorite option. Okay, so we talked about yeah. taking it, rolling it to the 401k. My favorite option in a lot of cases, 
you know, every every situation is different depending on what's going on. But my favorite op- options is you can open a personal IRA that you control. You can you can dictate what investment options you have access to. You can dictate the fees, and you can roll that old four hundred one k into a personal IRA. Is that traditional and Roth? It'll be a tradition. So if it's coming from a four hundred one k that's pre taxed, it would need to go to a to a traditional IRA to stay pre taxed. Now that doesn't mean we can't convert it to a Roth. That's okay. an option. We just okay. have to pay tax at that point. But could I have a Roth? And control it myself, like you're talking about a regular IRA. So you you could have a personal Roth or a personal IRA that you could have say over personally. Correct. We can get that money from the 401k into either a traditional IRA or a Roth. The difference would be if it goes to a Roth. If we do a conversion, right. we're going to pay tax on that. Right. And yeah. we want to strategically do that. Right. It might not be we we pay tax on a hundred thousand dollars. We may pay tax on a third of that for three years for tax purposes. Yeah, just to try to spread that out a little bit and and, and mitigate some of that. But here again, this is what you do. This is what you guys do all the time there at Rich Life Advisors. Folks want to find out more and uh, their interest is peaked. And I advise you to to do that because this is not – there are a lot of things that are do-it-yourself. Right. But a lot of what we're talking about really isn't. Right. Well, and I encourage people to do it – it's a co-creation, right? right? I don't – Well, they need to be involved. Right. I don't, I don't encourage you to say blindly, do this yeah. for me. Yeah. Because this is your money. This is your life savings. This is your future. I want to be very involved and make sure – we're, we're working as a team, but there are a lot of things to consider. Right? We've got to talk about your income plan. We talked about Social Security, getting that right. We've got to talk about the growth, the health care, the estate plan, the taxes, and all those in and of themselves are plans, but then we've got to make sure they're integrated and they're working together. And that's really when I ask people, do you have that? Do you have an integrated strategy? Most people say, not really. I have a lot of pieces I accumulated over my working life. And I know that a strategy is a good idea, and that's what we do. We help people pull all the puzzle pieces together um, to put the puzzle together in the best, most efficient way. Phone call, best way to get you? Yeah, uh, go to richlifeadvisors.com. Let me know what questions you have, or you can you can actually book to set an appointment right there. And always give us a call at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. That's where you can find out more about the topics we discuss here on Rich Life Retirement. We are not done yet because we teased this earlier. Which is your better bet, playing poker? Or playing the market? Well, I can tell you for me, neither one would be great because <laughs> I don't understand the market and I sure am not a good poker player. But it's hard to believe. Think about this now, real fast. Okay. It's about 45 years ago, this week as a matter of fact, that Welcome Back Cotter premiered. Now, you already know that John Travolta went on to become a big movie star. We know he's been in a ton of stuff. But you might not know what happened to Gabe Kaplan, Mr. Cotter. He was a teacher <laughs> in the series. He became a professional poker player. He won several major tournaments. You know, some people argue that playing the market is a lot like playing poker. It's just one big gamble because there's risk, and you're risking your money, and you're in hopes of getting a big payoff. Now, on the other hand, a story in Forbes claims that playing poker can make you a better investor, and I'd never thought it from that standpoint. So, what's your opinion, Bo? Uh, will you take another card off the top, or what? <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know Mr. Cotter was a poker player. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that either. No, that no. is wild. So. You know, I like that. That that actually makes some sense. I thought, no, you know, that's not a good analogy because poker's gambling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when I thought about it, good poker players, they got some things going on, right? They're patient. True. They're patient, uh, which is a good uh, quality to have when you're talking about planning and investing. Um, they don't hold on to their losses for too long. They'll get rid of their losses and reset when yeah. it's time to reset or, or or adjust the plan, so to speak. So know, I can when, see that. know when to fold them. That's know right. They know hold. when to fold them. <laughs> know when to adjust. And even bigger than that, I, when I think of good poker players, uh, they play by a set of rules. They give themselves some rules and some some guidelines, and they stick to them. And really, 
that's not emotional, right? Most right. of them have some foundational rules that they're playing poker by that, that are, hey, I'm not going to get excited and, and go all in on an emotion because somebody ticked me off or I'm getting excited about this hand. I'm going to live to play the whole tournament, not just this hand. Yeah. So, it, so I could see yeah. that. I could see yeah. that connection. I, you know, now that you mention it, it makes sense because the people that, if you ever see them, if you ever played cards or you ever done anything with anybody, anybody who gets emotional, gets upset because they're losing, right. they're the ones that are going to make the worst decisions because they're just not going to think things through. Right. And, you know, you can get upset with a downturn in the market, but take a deep breath. Don't let your knee hit the top of the desk. Let's let's get back. And that's where, you know, when you talk about modeling mm-hmm. and, and putting a strategy together, part of that model is, okay, what if the market does this? Right. What do we want to do? What is our contingency? And I know you work a lot on those contingencies. Yeah, too. How does that impact that? And I think the, the key here that I really like, I'm liking, I didn't like it at first, but I like this analogy, <laughs> is because that, that idea of I'm not, just play, I'm not just playing or making decisions for this year or this hand, I'm setting myself up for the long term. Sure. And a lot of times we make decisions for how we feel and what we think is going to be the best result for this year. And sometimes the best result this year isn't the best move for the for the entire. So of many me times and my we think we life. think about right now instead of what's right overall. Right, and that's where we get caught up. Yep. Back to well, back where we started the show talking about instant gratification. All right, I want what I want when I want it. I want it now. So I think we should start something in Gainesville, a poker club, and we'll teach retirement principles. You know, <laughs> how about that? I like that. That's, <laughs> that's unique. That would stand out for sure. Now let's talk about big money. Okay. Uh, six trillion dollars. That would that would be big money in my book. That's with a T, right? Yeah, with a T, capital T. The uh, federal government has pumped more than six trillion dollars actually into our economy to keep us going during the pandemic. And billionaire money manager David Rubenstein tells CNBC, "No matter who gets elected, that bill will come due." And that is so true. I got to agree with there. If Uncle Sam is going to take a bigger bite of our retirement income in the future. How do we plan on that? Because this is something that every time you bring it up, I get chills. As we right. talk about it all the time, you know, you can save all the money you want, but one of the things that you can't really understand is taxes, except for the fact that they're probably going to go up always. Yeah, six trillion. That, that if, and know, it's growing. When, when we draw that out over like a timeline, like if this was years, I mean, it's prehistoric. I mean, yeah, it's you, just yeah, ridiculous. You couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I think the key here is to realize that this is true. It doesn't matter who's in office. But, uh, what the political situation is, this bill is going to have to be paid at some point, yeah. and it's going to be in the future. And we talked about this. Politicians are really good at kicking the can down the road, but eventually the bill is going to come due. So what we have to – I think the way we really need to be thinking about this is that is there things I can be doing to protect myself from future tax increases because I do not see – and most economists I speak to about this – do not see how it's not inevitable. And I don't I don't want to scare you here, Bill, but <laughs> one I talked to, and I'll, I'll get a clip for us on the show, um, very well-known economist. He thinks tax rates, he said he doesn't see how they're not going to double down the road. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't be, really? That's that's his feedback. I'm hoping he's kind of the on the extreme edge yeah. of what could happen, but it's going to be paid. So that's why you see us talk so much about tax mitigation strategy. And one of the best things we can do, is if we're going to retirement, especially if we have a few years to work with, is is look at transferring some of those pre-tax assets, 401ks, IRA. See if we can't be converting that to a Roth IRA that is protected from future inc- increases. Now, the the catch is we got to pay tax this year, but it's like we were just talking about: is the pain of paying tax this year in a traditionally in a very low tax bracket, really? Even though we don't like it, it's it's low. Versus, I would like it lower, but yeah, anyway, it'd be nice. Um, versus what it could be and likely is to be 10, 15, 20 years down yeah, the road. Yeah, a little pain now better than, you know. And, and let let that seed, right, pay the tax, then let that seed grow tax-free for when we need it later. 
But my my fear, and I realize this is speculation, but hey, you do a lot of speculating in the market sometimes. Right. My fear, though, is they're going to figure out what they've done with Roth, and they're going to change it. Yeah. Because that's, I, in my opinion, that's a, a big way to go. Because you're paying the taxes up front when they're cheaper. Your money grows, and you're not paying taxes on the other end when you're pulling it out. One day, Congress is going to wake up, and I hope it's no day soon, and they're going to realize, oh, no, what did we do? Well, I think, you know, anything's possible. I can't say it can't, laws can't change things. But the benefit to the government, to the Roth, is all these conversions. And I had a scenario. We were were actually converting $100,000 a year for a period of time. Oh, wow. They're getting tax on that. Every year up front. So they're getting money sooner. So there is a benefit. True. They want it. Yeah. If you're getting it sooner as opposed to delaying it. That's why they have the uh, required minimum distribution. Yeah. So they can go ahead and get their money. They're getting their money. Even if you don't need it, they're not just going to let you die and and leave it. You're (laughs) going to have to give some money up front. So uh, but that brings up a good point, Bill. I think what we have to realize is we got to do the best we can with the rules as they are and be proactive. And if, if things change. We have to be. We have to pivot and do the best we can with the rules that we have to work with. Got to be agile. All right, we're just about out of time here. Just a few minutes left, and I want to just throw this out at you because we we speak about this all the time. We talk about planning. We just did having a plan, making a plan. It's kind of generic, sort of vanilla. Uh, let's get into a little bit of what do you tell a client when you're going to design them a financial plan? Using air quotes here, what does that really mean? Yeah, I think uh, retirement planning uh, is. That word's thrown around a lot, and it could be a lot of things. A lot of times I'll see when I'm talking to somebody and looking at what, what they've been doing, retirement planning was somebody taking their money and putting it in mutual funds, which that's a component. That could yeah. either be growth planning One or income vehicle. planning. Yeah, right? Sure. But what we really want, I think we need to talk about a retirement strategy that is comprised of multiple plans. And we talk about those. I call it the retirement success strategy. I even got a trademark on that, Bill. <laughs> oh, and and, and what, what we do is. The man's thinking. That's here. right. So, so we, co- we combine the plans. We have separate plans for income, for growth, for tax strategy, for estate planning, for health care planning. And then I throw in there the conversations we need to have about the life we actually want to live. Yeah, what non- lifestyle are you going to have? How are you going to enjoy aspects. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all those plans are individual, but they also need to be integrated. So to me, when you go through that process, and then, then like I've said before, you can answer these three questions. When I go through this process, I have a strategy, I understand it, and it makes me feel confident. When you get there, that's when you re- where you need to be when it comes to your retirement. That way, when you think about it, you don't get that flash of, oh, I need to do, you, you get that feeling of, okay, we're good. Right. Let, now I can worry about something else or I can deal with something. That, that part's taken care of. And the big word is proactive. We're pro- proactively setting this stuff up ahead of time. Where, unfortunately, what happens, we just get busy. We don't deal with it. We're raising families, careers, uh, all these things, and then things happen to us, and we're reactively addressing them. And a lot of times, that's not the position you want to be in. You have a lot less options, and it's not going to be as effective as you could have done had we planned. Yeah, get that plan in there. Get that strategy. Get some contingency plans. If A, then B. If B, then C, whatever. That way, you you can react without, as I mentioned, my thing is without your knee hitting the bottom of the desk and you do something that... It's right. not going to be good for you at all. Okay, real fast before we get out of here, a couple of things. Number one, you've got a couple of workshops coming up mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of the month, the beginning of next month. Uh, tell us where you're going to be. So we're going to be down in Gwinnett County at Pickneyville Community Center, okay. and that's going to be September 29th at 6.30 p.m. after work and October 1st at 6.30. That's a Tuesday and a Thursday. Uh, go to richlifeadvisors.com and events if it's something you would like to to come, if that's kind of your, your side of town. 
And we will be back in Gainesville doing some workshops in October and November, too. So we'll, we'll roll those out as soon as I have dates. Fantastic. Very good. Now, real fast here, if you, if you have questions for the show, Rich Life Retirement, you want to do that, they can hit the website and get them to you, right? Yeah. Let us know what questions you have, what specific things you're dealing with. We'd love to bring them up here on the show and say, hey, John out in Gillsville had this question. And if we actually, I think if we mention them, I should send them a book or a T-shirt yeah, or some well, swag. Yeah, we right? need to. We do. Fine. We'll do that. We'll so do let that. us know what's going on. And, of course, if that conversation about retirement strategy seems relevant to you at this point in life, go to richlifeadvisors.com and, and check out what we're doing. Or give me a call at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. All right, Bo, enjoyed it once again. Back with you next week. In the meantime, football. Let's do it. Falcons coming up next. There you go. If you have specific retirement questions or would like to know more about Rich Life Advisors, go to richlifeadvisors.com or call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. Rich Life Advisors LLC provides investment advisory services through Formula Folios. Bo Henderson is a licensed insurance agent in Georgia.